1: Jazz is away this week. I'm Bruce Clangett, and for him in the chair. Well, we all know that B.C. is a very expensive province, a place that is not easy to live in on most salaries. In fact, there is minimum wage, and then there is what has been dubbed fair wage. And fair wage, even though it's not high to begin with, is that amount of money that you actually need to just get by in some of the more expensive places, the urban centers in this province. Well, the B.C. government, interestingly enough, is shutting down a commission it created. It created this to improve the pay for the province's lowest paid workers. And it's shutting this down despite some of the objections of labor leaders and even the members of this commission. Last week, the Provincial Labor Ministry quietly published a report, its final report into the Fair Wages Commission, examining that gap between minimum wage and living wage. And guess what? You need uh, to basically still cover this gap. That gap is getting wider and uh, the oversight of it is gone completely. Well, someone identifying a problem with this notion is Adam Olson, uh, BC Green Party, MLA for Saanich Saanich North and the Islands. Adam, thanks so much for being with us again. Are you surprised by this move?
2: Well, I mean, I I think the uh, Fair Wage Commission was uh, negotiated into the uh, Competence and Supply Agreement back in 2017 between me and my pol- colleagues in the bc green caucus and the bc ndp uh minority government at that time uh, clearly it was uh part of the policy um ideas that we had uh in our in our platform and was not part of the bc ndp's policy ideas that bc ndp were promising at the time a 15 dollar an hour minimum wage they they uh as they do well they were um gripped by the slogans and um and instead of instead of putting forward a, a policy that reflected what the needs of British Columbians were, they they were targeting a fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage. And certainly, I, you know, I think a fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage uh, is helpful for workers. But I, I think the Fair Wage Commission uh, from the policy book that we had was designed in order to remove the politics from uh, the the initiative, uh, bring economists, uh, put people with uh, with the academic background and the understanding of the issue uh, into a room to find what uh, what a, a fair wage would look like. The fair wage and the
1: minimum wage are very far apart now. They didn't start off that way. Um, well, they were still pretty far apart, but that gap has grown. Do you think that gap is behind the move to actually back away from this?
2: Uh, Look, I mean, I think that uh, my sense of it was that this BCNDP government didn't ever want to have uh, that kind of ongoing accountability mechanism. They didn't want to have uh, anybody telling them uh, what it is that uh, the the way should be. Like like I said, and I think it's not um, a point that should be uh, underestimated here, was that at that time, back in 2017, when, when they created this commission, or when we created the commission through the Competence and Supply Agreement, uh it was an a campaign of $15 an hour minimum wage was what the later labor movement was pushing for it it was a um um a number that was being used i think in seattle so the idea of a fair wage commission uh arms length from government set aside from government that could both you know produce i think a, a number that a government should be uh, striving for and as well hold government accountable uh potentially critique government um you know having experts uh in a position to critique government uh, i don't think was necessarily what was comfortable for them so um they went through the the process they uh, created uh, the fair wage commission uh they then tasked the fair wage commission with coming up with a way uh to to get the minimum wage to 15 dollars which was uh, what their goal was uh it then survived a, a few more years and now you we see uh the the minister of labor uh, shutting it or or not tasking it with uh, with any other questions to answer.
1: Okay, well, the commission, I guess, had three tasks, and some of these were a success, and I would question the success of some of the others. But let's uh, sure. take a look at that. Uh, chatting of, or charting a path to increase the uh, minimum wage to $15 an hour, that was done. Success, right? Yep. yep. Okay, number two, making recommendations around workers who don't get that minimum wage, Uh, like farm workers, and advising government on how to narrow the large gap between the minimum wage and what's needed for people to live. Did we do that?
2: Yep, the advice was, uh, second report, advice was given. Um, I think there's probably still a gap there, but but I think that you could say, did they achieve the, the target? I think they did, yeah.
1: And then going on from that, there was a third recommendation, and it included some of the advice from groups like labor groups in uh, what uh, would be the going ahead approach. How are we in dealing with that?
2: Well, I think uh, one of the challenges that uh, this government faces, and frankly, you know, any government in British Columbia faces right now, is that, uh, in addition to what was already a, an increasing gap, as you as you pointed out, Bruce, uh, between uh, the wages that people are making and the wages that people need in order to be able to live a dignified, respectful life in this province, uh, continue to grow. That gap continues to grow. And uh, the, this uh, Fair Wage Commission said, look, keep us, uh, empower us to continue to do this work. That was the the main recommendation coming out of this report. Um, But it also they also highlighted some some areas in which, um, you know, if if the government is going to not adopt a a, a, across the board policy around fair wages, then they needed to take a look at food, shelter, telecommunications and transportation. So the government did give some direction uh, to the government that they should be looking at in order to reducing costs. So British Columbians uh, uh, cost of living and the amount that they're making. Uh, come into closer alignment. Uh, and I think, you know, as a, in my constituency office, uh, and I think uh, MLA's right across the province are hearing from their constituents that, that uh, the untenable situation that many British Columbians are facing right now with respect to the income and their expenses.
1: Somebody might say that, uh, you know, when you have a fair wage, a so-called fair wage out there, and peg the number at something like $24 an hour, and compare it to the minimum wage of sixteen seventy five an hour. I guess back uh, last year, you know, working with older numbers here. But um, with that big gap, uh, why even have a minimum wage? I mean, the minimum wage isn't fair. So, is well, it embarrassing to have that around and have two different numbers?
2: Well, this was the argument that I think we made back in twenty seventeen, uh, and, and that was that um rather than rather than you know look it costs different amounts to live in different parts of the province and so this was one of the challenges that we had and so um rather than having government politicize a minimum wage just is how much everybody in the province you know, the, the lowest amount you can make no matter where you live um i, I guess setting that number it's fine it, it just means that it's fair for all british Columbians that that they're not going to make less than, than that number. However, I think when you flip that around and look at fairness through a different lens, um, what does it take in order for people to live in Vancouver? What does it take for people to live in Victoria, in Kelowna, in Prince George uh, and in smaller communities? Those are all different numbers. And so what we were hoping to get at when, when we were encouraging uh, this commission initially was for us just to have an honest look at, at what cost of living in British Columbia was and, and be very open about that and, and be targeting and, and be working and have government working with employers and, and government working with, with other levels of government uh, to ensure that the wages that they were paying reflected uh, the cost, you know, and, 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 that there was some balance there. And so um, the the setting a baseline, I think, is fine, but it's just a baseline. And and I think that the Fair Wage Commission had uh, and has other value than, than just setting the baseline, depoliticizing. It's very important, but then being able to take a look at and, and, and ask questions of government's policy uh, to ensure that, um, like I said, people in British Columbia are able to, to live a a dignified, respectful life with the wages that they're making and, and not feel the constant pressure of the costs that are rising and, we've seen with inflation, we, as you know, we come out of the COVID-19 the, the worst of the COVID-19 pandemic and where we're at right now. Um, you know, I, thinking back to 2017, I couldn't even consider some of the the realities that we're facing now that uh, we weren't considering back then, but, but certainly the cost of living, I mean, even the BCNDP have abandoned their slogan that they adopted for the first uh, three years of their, of their, Time in government of making life more affordable. I can't remember the last time that I heard a, a, a BCNDP cabinet minister uh, repeat that slogan. So, you know, I think that it's an admission that that uh, the, the cost of living is far outpacing what British Columbians are making, the cost of housing are increasing, the cost of food, cost of uh, telecommunications and transportation, as the Fair Wage Commission points out, are all costs that uh, are making it very, very difficult uh, for British Columbians to keep sure. pace.
1: We're talking with Adam Olson, B.C. Green Party MLA for Saanich North and the Islands about B.C. shutting down the Fair Wages Commission, Uh, the politicization. That's uh, that's a good point here. And there is more than just the benchmark, as you pointed out. But there is that benchmark and a fair wage in Metro Vancouver back in 2022, seems like so long ago, last year was $24.08. Now I'm guessing after inflation, when you work in the formula, you're up over $25 an hour. There are lots of businesses that would simply argue, we can't pay $25 an hour. That's not fair to us. That's way out of line. And it has become more out of line and more unrealistic. Is that part of the reason you think we have to, or well, not we have to, but the government thinks it has to get away from uh, this idea, this notion of a fair wage?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that the fair wage campaign was always a voluntary campaign, whereas the minimum wage is compulsory. So, you know, $15 is the, is the bottom line, and um, you or, or whatever that number is now is the bottom line at, at the minimum wage. And so, whereas the Fair Wages is a, um, is a was a voluntary uh, program, and I think that um, what uh, what that does is it is it creates a, a narrative. It creates a conversation in our society. This is how much it costs to live. There's the minimum wage, a number you know, almost ten dollar gap between the two of them that's the challenge that, that this government that's the challenge that any provincial government has uh, to to try to craft and develop policy that's that's a way to balance that now it doesn't take a fair wage commission to come up with those numbers university economists uh, you know scholars academics experts uh, ac- expert economists they, they could come up with those numbers but what a fair wage Commission does uh, is it's a it's a body that that the, that the government Um, can trust to pull together good data and good information in order to paint the picture as it is. And so uh, if a government doesn't want to see the picture as it is, then they don't have a fair wage commission doing that work for them. They, they trust others to be able to gather the information for them. But, and, you know, I I think what we see here in in this situation is the, the, the uh, fair wage commission comes in or sorry, the, um, yeah the commission comes in with a with a a number and a report uh but it also says, look, like if you're not going to increase the minimum wage to what that what what that uh that fair wage is, then here are some other areas and this is the reason why I've been pointing out the the other areas that this commission has 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 highlighted because these are the areas that the provincial government should be working on policy in the upcoming fall session and the spring yeah. session coming. Uh, in order to be able to make life, uh, let's go back to the slogan that the B.C. NDP adopted for themselves, to make life affordable for British Columbians.
1: Understandable. Adam Olson, there is so much more to talk about with this one, but uh, thanks for sharing your time with it uh, for a very important topic as B.C. shuts down that Fair Wages Commission. Thanks, Adam. Thank you for your time. Take care. Have a great day.
2: 911.
0: 911. What's your emergency? Ah!